Yes, sir. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all, man? It's your boy, A.B. Brizzy, and this is another episode of the Blunt Toss Podcast presented to you by Savaston TV. That was uh, Tory Lane's Lavender Sunflower off of his new album, Alone at Prom. That shit is fucking, fucking fire, bro. Uh, remember, to, you can catch us on all streaming platforms, but, man, let's start it off with that. Tory Lane's Alone at Prom. Fuck all you streaming platforms that's not putting my man shit out there. Can't find it. Gotta log on, search that shit. Y'all really blackballing him. Y'all better hope. Y'all really better hope that he isn't, isn't innocent. Because y'all are gonna owe him an apology. And we all know how society loves to not give the black man his apology. Especially when he's due to it. But um, let's go over that Tory Lanez alone at Prime, man. That shit was fucking dope, bro. Honestly, he went for an 80s theme. I think he did a better of it job than it than Silk Sonic. And people were on Silk Sonic is nuts. I'm not going to lie. Um, you got to think about it. it was, they had Bruno Mars and, uh, God damn, uh, Pac. What shit was fucking name? Oh, shit. Damn. Anderson. Anderson Pac. So... They were also going for that type of sound. I'm at 80s, 70s, you know, disco type of sound. Uh, it was okay. They had the, the singles, but I think as an album, Tory Lanez alone at Prime was got them beat, honestly. Like, got them beat because what he did with this album was uh was crazy, man. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking dope. Uh, Ballad of a Bad Man. Tough, uh, Lady Dynamic, tough, Pluto's Last Comic, tough, Color Violet, tough, uh, Last Kiss of Nebulon, like, I love the theme, uh, the videos seem to be looking like it's gonna be like a short film type, type, uh, type deal, because all the music videos that he's put out with it have kind of been related, so, that'd be dope if he comes out with like a short film to match it, um, I like the theme, bro. It, it was just really dope. Tory Lanez is really talented, man. For him to, to really nail it this first time around, like, it really does sound like an 80s album. He even has, uh, oh, man, he, it's, um, he has that one song. Uh, what is it called? It's got, like, a billion views on YouTube. He took, uh, he definitely used the cadence from that on one of his songs, and it's crazy to hear. Excuse me, I'm a little tired, but uh, <laughs> he, he Tory Lanez killed him, man. He he continues to put out. I think he's the best uh best guy in uh R and B right now. Brent Fires is number two, but Brent hasn't really given us a uh, 
some uh, a collection of work. I know he's been working on it, but he's been kind of putting out singles. Um, you know, with the Mercedes, with the uh, uh, which it was a dope record. But for Tory Lanez, he's put out that Playboy album, and now he's put out this Alone in Prom. He he hasn't been playing. Um, he's putting a lot of pressure on the industry, especially when it comes to that music. So I think you guys should definitely listen to Tory Lanez Alone in Prom, man. Check that shit out. It's available on all platforms. Um, another guy that came out was you know what he's one of my favorite Juice World with uh, Juice World fighting demons, man. He came out with another pos- posthumous album. Uh, it was pretty dark, man. Pretty fucking dark. Um, but we all know that's kind of what Juice World's MO is. But for true fans, we know what the real gift was with this. And it was with them putting on the single Burn, man. The single Burn. Um, Burn was has been floating around, unreleased for a while now. One of his best works. People, a lot of fans were asking, yo, can we maybe get the Burn single? They've been asking for it for maybe the last two to three albums. Just like, can we please get this album? Can we please get this on an album? And they finally released it. Sounds awesome. Uh, I like Burn. I'm already dead. Uh, Wandered to L.A. with Justin Bieber. Uh, Go Hard. Um, I like Feline. And uh, I also like Feel Alone. But a real good highlight of this album was the spoken words or the skits kind of i wouldn't call them skits but they had juice world speaks juice world speaks too and eminem speaks and what they were talking about was some real deep shit man like i really didn't know eminem's battle with drugs was that deep it was that bad uh i don't want to spoil it you guys should check it out for yourself but he really killed it man like, it's a real dark album. I'm not going to say that it's not. Um, I would suggest you roll up a blunt before you listen to it for sure. But uh, that Juice World album is really good, man. Um, I fucked with it. I'm really happy they put the burn on there. Um, rest in peace to Juice World, man. But make sure you guys go check that out. Because it is a truly, 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 truly good album. Especially for the Juice World fans, man. Um, he talked about how talking about his emotions was never even a thought, how it was never even a thing he had to ponder about, like how he just really knew he was going through some things and he wanted to at least be able to start the wave, not start the wave, but just add a bigger flame to the fire. And he just hoped that people took it and after he was gone and ran with it. So it's sad for sure. It's definitely a bittersweet album because we know Juice World's not here anymore and he's not here because of what he talks about in his songs. Um, struggling with a lot of mental health issues, drug abuse, things of that nature. So, yeah, man. Um, Juice World fighting demons. Check that out, man. Check that out. Uh, Rick Ross, richer than I ever been, man. Uh, we all know Rick Ross. It's impossible to get a bad album. I've heard mixed reviews on it. I thought it's it was a really, really good album. I actually really liked it. Um, the intro was great. The Little Havana. It starts off, sets the tone uh, with an excerpt. Um, I like the song with 21 Savage, Outlaws, uh, Hella Smoke. I like uh, Rapper Estates. Uh, Rapper Estates, I fuck with that. That's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. Him having Benny the Butcher on there. Warm Words in a Cold World, um, Rick Ross, Wale, and Future, that was dope. 
And you know what actually surprised me, took me off guard was Dream Doll's verse on Wiggle. Bruh, she went off. Like, I've never been a big Dream Doll fan. I've never typed her name in or put on a single of her by any means. I know who she is, though, and she handled herself on Wiggle, man. So, shout out to her. Um, yeah, Rick Ross, you know, he, he, he can't really disappoint. Um, you know, he's talking his shit in this one. Same, not same shit, but, uh, you know, that, that regular Rick Ross tone and, and vibe, that's what you get from this album. Um, I'm glad he put one out. Uh, and I would even say that this last jumble um, of albums that have come out this last quarter were kind of better than the uh, were kind of better than the ones that were mostly anticipated. I'm going to get into that and why later. Uh one, now this was probably this is probably uh, between Alone at Prom and this one was probably uh, my favorite and that is the uh, Russ Chomp Two man, cheese, cheese man. You want to talk about a shit with no skips? Talking about straight bars. You want to talk about just getting to it, putting lyrics on there and, and riding out. Perfect balance. Check out that Chomp Two man. Uh, Russ really did his thing with this. If you know, uh, the first one, Chomp, was great. Um, this Chomp 2 is everything I, I could have asked for, honestly. Uh, he starts it off with Sheep, sets that tone. Um, he has Ransom on it, Papoose, West Side Gun, Big Chris, Snoop Dogg, Jay Electronica, Big Sean, Wale, uh to Prince, Conway the Machine, Mozzie. Like, it was such a great balance, man. Like... You usually expect when you hear an album that's going to be hearing with those type of names, Lloyd Banks, you're going to think it's going to be a boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, bap. But it really wasn't. It really wasn't, man. It was a great flow. Uh, some of them, the production was, was really, was really, the production was really good on all of them. But because Russ has enabled, he can make melodic and harmonize and melodies he would do his thing, you know, maybe half singing, half rapping. And then they would come in with the bars. And maybe he would come in with the bars. And they have somebody featured that came in with the... It was just great balance. Like, most of the time, like, you don't get a a pure lyrical record that you would say isn't... Not, pro, not productively boring, but you could really ride around to that rush shit. Like, also feel good vibes. And still get the lyrics that you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a really dope, dope album. Um, Russ, I watched some of his interviews. He was just talking about it cost him 330000 to make this album, man. Um, but I know he's going to make that back and more. Russ has really been doing his thing, man. Um, he talks in sheep about how these pretty girls uh, are too pretty to, to get denied, man. He talked about some real shit. And it's crazy when you hear that that. that, that that men of all statuses and ages and backgrounds are going through kind of the same shit. It's funny, man. Like, one thing he talked about in his uh, interview with Warrior Miles, shout out to them over there, um, was just how the entitlement, man, entitlement. Like, even with him being a multi-millionaire, people know this guy, people, women that he was saying, you know, that clearly on his same type level just have an entitlement. Like, should know where he's at. 
shouldn't be left on red. Just little things like that. He even says in cheap, like how you thought we shared feelings when we never shared food. Like he put, he brought a, I fuck with Russ because he's so fucking honest, man. He 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 doesn't hold back for shit. Like let's, uh, matter of fact, let's let, let let's let that shit rock out real quick, man. This is uh this is cheap by Russ off the chomp too, man. Give it a listen. That time, it's that time. Ah, ah, ah. Jake one, chomp two. Okay, I like all my women to be sex crazed. Models trying to put my hair in French braids. Okay. This industry is high school. Grown men and women acting like they still in 10th grade. I don't care what your friends say, I'm legendary. I love my girl, but when it scare me, I can't fight the force. My dad is twice divorced, might be hereditary. The tie smoothies with the elderberry. Y'all not my contemporaries, y'all are temporary. Cause the music ain't even secondary. Y'all put the money and the bitches over it. So you fell off now, the bitches over it, it's over with. I'm trying to keep my soul aligned. Mama gave me motivated. Took it and the family out to Italy. We saw the Dolomites. We saw Venice. We saw Puglia and Tuscany. You might have more money, but you've never left the country. Who's really rich? They hear this and say, oh, Russ can sing, but he can really spit. Cold-blooded, I'm amphibious. There's women that I've never shared a meal with. I think we share feelings, keep it real, bitch, uh, you know what it was You told your ass from the jump, but y'all be thinking y'all can fucking suck your way into love And when my mind didn't change, I get accused of hurting feelings But you hurt yourself, running after someone who don't want you, you desert yourself But enough of stubborn women who be thinking they too pretty to get curved Bitch, I'm busy, I'm at work, you're not priority I cop two bellies and two benches during quarantine Regulate my diet like I'm Warren G Trying to keep my shirt off the whole tour to hit the Florida Keys Plant an orange tree, that's the fruits of my labor I'm from the generation where it isn't cool to be haters You see, social media make everyone think they're celebrities But what have y'all done that's worth celebrating? And everybody got the same personality and identities The sheep just multiplied, this shit is devastating And embarrassing Y'all see that shit, man? That nigga went the fuck off, man. How you think you can fucking suck your way into love? Explain that to me, man. Um, so again, this this album, this this Trump Two is one of those ones, man. I feel like it's one, it's gonna be, it's definitely one of his best, yo. Honestly, honestly, uh, make sure y'all check it out, man. Um, that the, the rust was, it gave us everything that I would expect. It was dope, truly. Uh, let's get into something else big that happened in the music world since last time I talked to you guys. The Kanye West and Drake Free Larry Hoover concert, man. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I ain't going to watch that shit. I'm not even going to fraud you. I ain't even watching. I ain't watched it yet. I didn't miss it, but I've heard and watched clips of it, and it seemed like it was dope. Um, I saw I saw the performances. I haven't watched it in, t- in, t- in totality all the way through, but I saw most of Kanye West and Drake's performances, how they went back and forth. Uh, I like the theme of it. only thing I really didn't like, and they kind of sold the merch, but the merch was made by Balenciaga, so I kind of understand how they were kind of marketing that, you know, the minimalist style. Because I was definitely thinking about getting a free Larry Hoover hoodie. Definitely was thinking about getting a free Larry Hoover hoodie. Uh, I think this was great to see Kanye West and Drake come up, come together, man. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, we team Kanye West over here. And that nigga Drake is a little, uh, but it was cool. You know, these are two of the biggest artists we have in the hip-hop game. And they really shouldn't be beefing like that, you know, for them to come together. Especially the, for a cause of free Larry Hoover. I think that was really dope. I think that's what um, we needed. 
especially especially here man we definitely needed that i think it was great honestly i truly do i think i think it was pretty awesome um it was it was only thing i can say is that i was hearing not even hearing but i didn't really see where they kind of explained where the benefit of it was coming because it was a beneficial for free larry hoover but i don't remember them really you know usually for beneficial uh type of concerts type of events that you know throughout the event they're gonna remind you why we're here why we're doing this and i didn't really see that from them that's probably was my only like take like kind of bad take on it other than that it represented a lot especially in hip-hop these past this past year or two year and a half we've been having a lot of beefs get settled a lot of people putting shit to the side um putting things away and honestly it's been pretty dope um hopefully we can get a kanye west and drake type song maybe a ep i don't know might be asking for enough with the ep you know a little three pack crazy just for the fans man we went through all that shit with y'all you know the beef and all that stuff so we need y'all to have our back you know give us something give us something man give us something kanye west drake uh kanye west produced drake track kanye west song featuring drake i don't know do something but we but we need it the concert was dope you know how it is over here free larry hoover man free larry hoover free larry hoover free larry hoover but uh I'm glad that they did the concert. I'm glad that they did that. Hopefully it was, you know, it was authentic. Uh, you know, feelings don't just leave out of nowhere. I'm not saying that they're best friends, but hopefully they're past that part of, you know, public, public beef. Uh, Kanye, leave Kim alone. Just let her be with that nigga Pete Davidson. Let them do what they do, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand, you know, I, I don't have kids. I don't have a family. So, you know, I know there's a perspective that I don't understand and uh I and I do know that he's fighting for his family, but it seems as if Kim Kardashian is done. So I mean I don't know. But it's Kanye West. He's gonna do what he wants, literally, and he's gonna do it emphatically. So I think that'll be definitely interesting to see. Um Let's get it on to uh, some more business stuff, man. Soldier Boy, man. Soldier Boy, you know, used now this is great because Soldier Boy usually is always in the headlines for some dumb shit, some shit that we laughing at, or just something that's really not too serious. But when I saw this, it was really great to see. Um, he talks about Square offering him one hundred forty million dollars for his gaming console. Uh, I don't know if people knew, but for about the last two or three years, Soldier Boy had been working on like a gaming console type thing. I remember when he was on Everyday Struggle and he had talked about it, and that's when he infamously said, I think uh, a girl on there was like, why do you have so many jobs or so many businesses? And he was like, what? Why wouldn't I have so many businesses? And he also harped on how people are so quick to support um Black people are so quick to support outsiders, you know, with Xbox, Sony, which I mean, we're not, it's not like there's not a reason they make a great product, but he was just talking about how a lot of his own people weren't giving his console any type of, you know, love. And it blew up, man. It, it seems it can do anything. Uh, not everything, but it kind of reminds me of like a step up from a PSP Vita or not PSP Vita. It was a PSP either, or a PSP. Y'all tell me. I know it's one of those PSP, but you can make calls on it. You can uh, play games on it. You can. It's it's a computer. Like he he literally made a handheld computer, which I mean I guess would be a laptop, but 
it looks like a game boy a big game boy so has apps and all that shit on it and square um reportedly offered him 140 million he didn't sell so i mean i don't think he's lying i don't think he has no reason to lie i think he should definitely sell that um 140 million i ain't nothing to sneeze at uh i mean i'm pretty sure soldier boy is well off but for making up a for making a for making a product and getting it sold for 140 million clean I definitely think that's the move. He said he's going to sell it, but he's going to be selling it for more than 140 mil. So we're definitely going to see how that goes for sure. Um, so, again, shout out to Soldier Boy, man. I definitely just wanted to pop up on that because, you know, everybody, when he does something crazy, we definitely always say something. But he's doing something real positive. I fuck with that. Also, fuck with EYL, Earn Your Leisure. That was the uh, platform that the interview took place on. Shout out to them. They're doing great things, man. I got to get back on my EYL shit. I've missed a good couple of interviews. I need to get back on that. All right. Let's get into some sports, man. Let's get into some sports. Um, big news, big news in the college football world. Uh, Travis Hunter, man, number one recruit, um, wide receiver, Big 12. Um, decommitted from Florida State University to JSU with Deion Sanders. Now, if y'all don't know, G, Jackson State University, man, head coached by Deion Sanders, HBCU. Uh, Deion Sanders said he's going to change. The, he's already said he's going to change the game and get uh, our black athletes back to the HBCUs. And it's a great thing to see, man. I even told one of my boys, think about if we had an all-HBCU college playoff. Whew, you want to talk about putting foots on next, dog? You want to talk about putting foots on motherfucking next? Bruh, bruh, that shit would be fucking crazy, man, and I definitely see it could be something happening in the future, we got Deion Sanders coaching, Eddie George coaching, I really think you're witnessing a shift, this is the number one recruit in the country, not number one in his position, not number one in his state, not number one in his region, not number one that they went after, he is the number one in the United States of America, and left Florida State to go to JSU. Boy, you better watch out. Boy, you better watch out. Because I think sports, especially college sports, are in for a big turn of events, man. A big turn of events, man. And I just want to thank Deion Sanders for doing that, um, for, for, for putting in that effort, man, because it takes a lot. Deion didn't have to do this. Deion had enough going on, had made enough money where he could just be chilling at home, doing what he needed to do, cutting grass, growing out his beard. But he chose to take on a really big task and really, again, show his impact and to make changes for the world around him. And I can't do nothing but salute that, man. So shout out to Deion Sanders and uh, JSU, man. Travis Hunter, I know you're going to go over there and do your thing, bro. Do your thing. Because uh, he's starting something new, even with Mikey Williams. I think Mikey Williams is going to be one of the next big guys to go to HBCU. Because at the end of the day, we follow the people follow talent. They want to watch the best people play. Well, guys. So, that's where I see them at. That's where I see them at. Uh, let's get into some more sports. Um, this was some interesting and uh, unfortunate news that I came across. Ex-NFL player Glenn Foster passes away after two days after being in police custody. Um, this is one of those situations, again, where I didn't really get a lot of details on it. I just wanted to share awareness on it. Um, but apparently he passed away two days after being in police custody. Um, it sounds fishy as fuck. 
honestly. Um, we, we all know the history of black people and dying in the custody of police. And uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, when I'm looking at the details here, uh, it says an investigation has been launched into the death of Glenn Foster Jr., former defenseman for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he was only 31 years old, man. He was only 31 years old. Um, super young guy. Uh, Haven't been a lot of coverage on it. Inmate records show that Foster was initially taken into custody in the Pickens County Jail on Saturday in connection with three counts of reckless endangerment and a count each of attempting to elude police and resisting arrest. Inmate records show that he was released in that case at 3.14 a.m. Sunday. Only to be rebooked at 3.16 p.m. on charges of simple assault and third-degree robbery. So, in a matter of 120 seconds, they're saying that he was rebooked on charges of simple assault and third-degree robbery. It's unclear from the records why Floster was released and rebooked within two minutes. No record indicates that he was released after he was rebooked. Hmm. It's um, and now they're saying they really don't have that much information. It's it's really really weird, and I think we kind of know what probably went on. I don't. I think he probably was killed. Um, he might have gotten into it with some officers. This is New Orleans. We're talking about this is Louisiana. Who knows, man? Um, could have disrespected so one of these one of these soft uh police officers might have might have felt threatened and disrespected. Um, or something of that nature. Uh, <laughs> because for someone to just die in police custody and then there's no details, it's just really weird. And I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. But I'm um, rest in peace to him and his family. Uh, I hope you guys get the justice that you deserve. Even the stories, they're just, man, they're just, it's just not a lot of news on it right now. Uh, it's really weird. And place of death. Oh, I'm sorry. He was in Alabama, actually. He was in Alabama. So, <laughs> that doesn't make it much better. Um, it's just not looking good. It's just not looking good, man. Um, again, rest in peace to him and his family. Uh... Yeah. A uh, man fatally shoots... Um, his pregnant ex-wife and then his ex-girlfriend and himself after dealing with mental health issues, custody battles, and abuse. This happened in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys have probably seen the video. Uh, the guy made a video basically talking about how he had been really going through a lot of things with his ex-wife for the last three years when it came to custody of his children. He had been accused of molesting these children by the wife, which he, of course, said was untrue. Um, you could definitely tell that he was upset. and He just said that he was tired of his emotions being dealt with and he was tired of uh dealing with it and he was going on for it for a long time and we all know how it comes when it gets to that uh women always have a definite entitlement when it comes to their children and there's not a lot of things you can really do in certain situations especially when your children are involved as a man um because we know the courts and things of that nature most of the time more times than not, nine times out of ten, always show leniency towards the woman. So, 
This was, uh, it wasn't really hard for me to believe where he's coming from. Don't get me wrong, you shouldn't be out here murdering anyone. But for him to do that and then take his own life, I think if you can look at this objectively, you can see that something was going on. Something was going on. Because if it's like what a lot of people were saying, Oh, he was just a narcissistic motherfucker. Oh, he was just out there for blood. I don't think he would have killed himself. I'll be honest with you. In this situation. But definitely when it comes to his kids. He knew his kids was there. You know what I'm saying? I think the kids were actually present for one of them. Um, it, it's truly just a sad situation. It's truly a sad situation, man. Um, hold on, guys. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Yes. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've got, I haven't received it yet, no. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you know, I had to get my food, you know what I'm saying? I had to get my food, lemon pepper wings with the rice. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, I had to get my food, man. I definitely had to get my food. Uh, so, uh, my food should be on the way. But, uh, yeah, this was, this, was, this was some crazy stuff, man. And I think it just sheds light on, um, I think it just sheds light on the fact that you shouldn't be toying with people's emotions and that a lot of men go through a lot of stuff and feel like they really can't do anything. They're trapped because, you know, you can't really speak out. And when you do speak out, either they're not going to take you seriously or they're not going to believe you. Um, so they think there's no other way out. Um, I mean, you've been having emotions and things like that built up for three plus years. You never know how that's going to go. You never know how that's going to go. So, uh, for that to happen, again, it was sad. Uh, rest in peace to all three victims. Um, condolences out to all three families. But, man, y'all got to stop playing with people's emotions, man. Stop playing with people's emotions. Stop lying on people. If this is what saying was true, you got to stop. You got to stop. I was even telling my boy, man, uh, it's, it's not like it was before. Especially with a lot of these women, um, you know, want to be treated the same and things of that nature. And a lot of men are, are when it comes down to it, honestly, are saying, all right, if you want to, we're going to treat you like a man. Then there is no, oh, I wouldn't shoot a woman. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Because now at this point, the dynamics have changed. Um, and for him to do that, he even said, I never thought I would be that type of person. And for people that say, well, nobody wants to be that type of person. No, there, there are people that will tell you, no, they saw themselves killing a person or they knew why they had to do it. You could tell that it's not something that he wanted to do. He even took his own life. So, um, again, condolences out to those families, man. But stop playing with people. 
Stop playing with people, man. Stop playing with people, especially when there's kids involved, man. Especially when there's kids involved. All right, uh, let's get into uh, let's get into some more things. Um, Candace Parker. Uh, I was completely blindsided by this. I definitely thought she was strictly dickly, uh, but apparently she's been in a relationship with a European white woman, and now the woman is pregnant. And I'm not gonna lie, it kind of just like took me off guard because I just didn't see Candace Parker with a with a woman. I know she had been with Sheldon Williams, they had got divorced and had a child together. But when I saw this news, oh, what the fuck? I was like, what the what the fuck going on? What the fuck going on? I was like, one, what? I was just like so lost. I was like, wait, wow. Um, congratulations, you know. Uh, but I just thought it was real interesting, especially like I always say, the support is always crazy because. We always hear about male American black men always get the short end of the stick, get shitted on when we date outside our race, especially when we release a certain status. But I didn't see any of that for Candace Parker. Like, I just didn't see that in the comments and stories talking about it. I didn't see anybody really trying to bring down Candace Parker. Didn't seem like anybody thought there was anything wrong with it, but uh, for some reason. When it's a male, like if that was a black man that did that, um, if it was a black man that did that, I feel like it would have been a completely different reaction. Um, so I just thought that was really funny, man. They always say, why do black men always go out with white women and uh, choose white women? I'm like, well, ask Candace Parker. How about that? How about you ask Candace Parker? Because it seems like she has the answer as well. Um, but who knows? Maybe the divorce of Sheldon Williams really affected her. Uh, she had to pay pay him money to go away. But the same thing with this situation, she's taking on the more leadership masculine roles. So I'm pretty sure if they were to divorce or this was to work out, she'd be in the same type of predicament. And I don't know what you're going to do, but then, but we know usually when that happens, they usually just try to come back to the community. So I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Um... Um, not that they're going to break up, but if, if it, they do, I would say I think she would end up trying to get back with someone in the black community. But I just thought that was really interesting. Um, I was just going to, but I'm not going to lie. I just didn't think Candace Parker was, was uh, I thought she was strictly dickly. Like I just, I, I didn't see that coming. Candace Parker's always been like the, the pretty girl in WNBA. Like definitely when she was like a Tennessee and all that good stuff. So to see that happen was just, whoo. I was like, okay, all right. I was like, I wonder who signs a birth certificate. This is the guy that, you know, because I know the sperm didn't, of course, come from Candace Parker. So I'm like, who signs? Is it two women that signed the birth certificate? Maybe you guys can let me know in the comments. Um, I don't know. But uh, let's get on from that um, to what something that really crazy happened, man. Fucking Formula One, man. Final race of the season. The race in Abu Dhabi was crazy. Uh, as far as you guys know, uh, Max Verstappen won and was the 2021 World Championship driver, securing his first F1 championship. Uh, it was a great race. I think it was bullshit, though. I think the FIA definitely gave Max. I think for for them to say that they wanted such a even race or a one final lap race, I was like, man, you guys really gave one person an advantage. It was Hamilton had been leading the race and was leading by a, a considerable amount. It was like plus 10 seconds or something like that until Nicholas Satifi had a crash that resulted in a safety car. And during the safety car, 
instead of all cars being able to be unlapped, which if you've ever been in a racing game or just know anything about racing, um, you know that, of course, if I'm on, if we're both starting at the same time, but you're going so slow that I catch you and I lap you, you're now behind me or in front of me, but I've lapped you, I'm a lap up. So that's just, I just wanted to explain what lads mean for some people that might not know. But basically, um, the gap that he had, that Hamilton had on Max, wouldn't have been closed unless something outside of racing happened. So it's kind of like uh, basically last play of the game of a football game and they call it pass interference. Or basketball game and they call foul on a charge. Like it wasn't really the game wasn't decided on track, as they like to say, as what they said they were hoping for. It wasn't. It just wasn't. Max definitely got some help. Um, but that's also a part of F one. So we still deserved it. He's still putting the work throughout the season to get to that point to be in that position. But I just, and shout out to Lewis, man. He really, he really handled himself like a professional. Um, really handled himself with dignity. Him and his father. If anybody knows about them, their story is so great. Um, but they really handled it much better than I think I would have because to be on the very last lap and for something like that to happen, and they knew, you know, I think they knew. Uh, Who's going to have that advantage? Definitely was going to be Max. Max was on the newer, softer tires. But it was like everything that Hamilton had did up to that point was just bullshit. I was like, I was like, no way. I'm watching that shit. And I'm like, no way Hamilton just lost that shit on the last fucking lap. The world championship. He still has seven, though. I do think he will finish with eight or more. Um, I think next season is going to be great. I'm looking to forward to the next drive to survive. Like, it's going to be absolutely insane, man. Um, F1 has become one of my favorite sports, honestly. It's become one of my favorite sports. I, I love it. I can almost say I love it more than football, really. Um, I really do, man. It's, it's, it's just a great sport. I'm happy that I've gotten into it. I wish I would have gotten into it earlier, man. But uh, shout out to Max for stabbing. Congratulations on your first uh, championship. I know you're going to be hell and great to watch for the next five, ten years, hopefully. Um, so let's move on from the uh, Formula One. Uh, let's get into the NBA. What the fuck is going on? Uh, my Chicago Bulls had was sick so much. We had to postpone two games. Everybody was in fucking protocol. Uh, my Chicago Bulls are doing what I told you guys they were going to do. Uh, we're top four in the West, uh, top four in the East. Like I told y'all we were going to be. I told y'all that this was going to happen. I told you. Did I not? Did I not? Did I not? I'm just saying. Chicago Bulls, baby. We back. That's all I'm saying now. I ain't going to lie. The only team that's really been putting a thorn in our side is those fucking Miami Heat, bro. They've been just beating us. Just beating us. And this is what I mean when people be like, what's the difference between just get beat and some bullshit? They ain't beating us on bullshit. They just beating us. Straight up. And I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to feel about that, honestly, guys. Um, I, I really don't like it. Um, I don't I don't like it at all. I really don't. I really, I truly don't. Because we really, we beat the Nets twice. But I tell people all the time, matchups make moments. Matchups make moments. Make series, and 
we're a better matchup for the Nets. For the Miami Heat, we're kind of built kind of the same where we have multiple players at each position that can kind of get a bucket, greatly coached, we're good on defense. You know what I mean? A lot of our people are very uh, athletic. Like, it's 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 a very great matchup. And I think just because, one, Eric Spolstra, two, they've been together much longer and a better cohesiveness, I think that's what's lead. That's what's been the tail of the tape the last two games. I really hope we can see them in the playoffs. I'm not really worried about anybody else. Um, maybe Milwaukee, but uh, I can't. Um, I can't. Uh, I can't see us losing in the first round. Maybe even the second round. Uh, I, I see us in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Uh, see, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna surprise. I think we're not going to take the first round by surprise, but the second round, because we've kind of started off kind of too, too hot. So I think the first round, we're going to be expected to win. The second round is when we make the surprise, and then we end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Against, against the Nets, I like our odds. Against Milwaukee, mm, I like our odds. It's the Miami Heat, man. We haven't, They've have been killing us by, like, like, up, just coasting throughout the game, and then just give us an L. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, that's it for my Chicago Bulls, man. We're going to see where we're going. All-star breaks coming up. Hopefully, we can get three all-stars. Um, I know Levine and DeRozan should be in. I would. It would be nice to see Alonzo get in as well. He's been playing out of his fucking mind this year. So, uh, let's move on. I'm going to get into the other sport, NFL, my Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> We've had some tough losses. Um, we lost to the Browns. Um, Lamar Jackson went down. I think we're nine and four right now. Uh, we gotta finish out strong, man. We're, we're thirteen games. We got four more games left. We I don't even. Th- I honestly don't think we can split it. I think we need to go three and one at worst. We need to win three of these last four games. I think two and two would be bringing it a little too close for comfort because we've lost to the Bengals, we've lost to the Browns, and we've lost to the Steelers. So we don't. We need to be a game up on everybody. We don't really need to get into a tiebreaker type situation because then that could find us in some deep water. Now, am I saying do I think we're going to the Super Bowl this year? Probably not. Um, just because we've been so decimated by injuries, our defense is pretty much completely wasted. We have none of our running backs. Um, we've been we've been fighting every every game tooth and nail. Lamar has been doing his thing, putting the team on his back. So I just, but I do want us to make the playoffs and win our first. Um, get a get a playoff win for sure. Um, back to the but you know back back to the NBA real quick. I forgot to tell you guys this. Who's your best player in the NBA right now? I've got Kevin Durant. I got I've got Kevin Durant, LeBron, Giannis, Steph. No. No. KD. KD, Steph, Giannis, LeBron. That's what I got right now. Just quick thought. Just quick thought. We're gonna get back into that in another podcast, but that's just quick thought. Okay. Um. Also in the NFL, Urban Meyer was fired, man. Um, I'm a University of Florida Gator fan, so I didn't like to see that. But I'm also a University of Florida Gator fan, so I, uh, <laughs> I didn't mind it because you know he had uh, quit on us at one point and went back to Ohio State. So he's always been a, he's always had some questionable moves that he's made. Um, but I heard he, uh, from what I'm hearing, a lot of reports was that he just, he just didn't, it just didn't transfer well. He was really trying to treat it like a college place, and you know you can't do that because the difference between college and the NFL. 
is when you're in college, you're a kid, you know, but these are grown men with mortgages and wives. You can't just talk to them the same. Even one of two different buses, one for offense and defense, which is really a college thing. So I don't know, man. I didn't think I, I'm not going to, I'll tell you right now. I definitely thought I was going to be there for at least a year or two for him to go now. Uh, it must've been really bad. It must've been really bad. There must've been a lot going on for them to, uh, for them to do that, um, uh, for them to fire Urban Meyer. So we'll see where the Jacksonville Jaguars go, man. The worst—they're literally the worst franchise in all of football during my lifetime right now. Like even the Browns have gotten better. So hopefully the Jags, Trevor Lawrence can make it work, man. Hopefully, let's get into some new shows, man. This one show that I've been watching is absolutely fire. Wheel of Time. Check it out. Amazon Prime. Shit is crazy. Crazy diversity. Crazy storyline. It's got the magic. It's got the time. It's got everything you want. It's absolutely bananas. It's legit. Check it out. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Of course, I got that shit so I can watch it whenever, but check it out, man. A lot of it's it's a magical story. Uh it's got a lot of great it, it's great, man. Um great at capturing emotion, great storyline, great pace, great plot. I really like it, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Right now there's only six episodes out. Shout out to my boy Jimmy. Philogamy, as we like to call him, you know what I'm saying? That's his name. Shout out to him, man. He put me on to this episode. It was pretty dope. He put me on to the show, man. It was it was pretty pretty fucking dope, man, honestly. It really was. Um really is. I, I can't wait to watch the next episode. I'm probably after this gonna see if I can catch a quick episode while I eat. Hopefully they put out a new one. Um But it was great, man. Uh check that out. Wheel of time, man. Wheel of time. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, check that shit out. Um, I still need to watch like Dope Sick and things like that, but Wheel of Time, man, check it out. Especially for like my magic lovers, my fantasy lovers, my sci-fi lovers, uh, my period drama lovers. Like, it's got all those elements, and it's awesome. And on top of that, I think the best thing is the diversity, man. It's people of all walks of walks and backgrounds. It doesn't not oversaturated with anything. It's a great mix, and it's great to see TV and film really start to show show uh movies like this because i'm telling you it's going to take you aback how diverse it is um to end this up to wrap it up let's talk about some new things that are coming in my life man miami move man miami move i'm gonna be looking to move to miami man here at the end of the month get the fuck out of here get out of atlanta atlanta was cool i loved atlanta i met some great people made some great connections but it's a little too cold for me um Definitely going to be back visiting with Atlanta. Um, Atlanta and Miami are, are pretty close to each other. So I'll still be doing work interviews and things like that in Atlanta. But my home base will be shifting to Miami. I will be attending uh, Miami Day just to uh, earn some certificates and take some classes on film and TV production. Because I need to learn the other side. I need to learn the other side because I want to start producing my own films, producing my own short, short skits, short films. And I want to do it in the right way and know that I know what I'm doing when it comes to editing, things of that nature. So I just wanted to educate myself on this area that I'm pursuing um, and just build a network, man. Build Savage Time TV, continue to do that. And I think this is going to be great. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get into the best shape of my life down there. (laughs) By no choice, I'm looking forward to... I'm really looking forward to it, man. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, so 
look look for that man look for some really more interesting videos man i'm gonna be doing some more with that i'm giving you guys some more content and no place beats miami when it comes to scenery so it's gonna be very interesting man it's gonna be great but uh that was it for today man this is your boy ab brisley your host man um this is the this is presented to you by sabaton tv the blunt talks podcast check us out on all streaming platforms i love y'all man thank you for listening i'll be back soon with another one peace